Hello, and welcome to another Wind Daily Show, only a couple minutes after the last one. My name is Michael Raziel. I got my man Ghost with me, and now we're looking at the 825 MLB DFS slate that we are getting ready for for this glorious, glorious Tuesday. Ghost, how you doing right now, man? I'm doing well. We just uh, we talked some NBA, and uh, I'm, I'm ready to dive into some MLB with you. Now let's crush some MLB. So we have a fun little slate ahead of us. It looks like it should be a lot of fun. Today's games were a little bit less. I think we only had seven. We do have 10 games. Looks like the Mets are actually playing today. They're not on this slate, but they are COVID-free. The Yankees are back in action because they were supposed to play the Mets, but the Mets had a little bit of a COVID problem. So we'll see what happens there. But let's just jump right into it. Let's look at some of this pitching. It is a lot of fun. We have probably, I mean, at least this year, one of the best pitchers in baseball, Shane Bieber, going against the Twins. So that's going to be an interesting one. We got Garrett Cole going into Atlanta. Another interesting one. We got Lucas Giolito facing the Pirates, who are really bad. Sorry, Adam. We love you, and we appreciate everything you do, but your Pirates are really bad. There's one little fun one down there that our good boy Sticks Picks always likes, Chris Paddock. Uh, Even though last time I was on a show with him, he actually faded Paddock. But today, Paddock's going against the Seattle Mariners, and for some reason, he's only at 7,800. So let's just start at the top, man. Talk to me about Shane Bieber. How much fun do you have just watching this guy pitch every time? Ever? He's he's so good. I don't. Uh, I I I'm never not entertained whenever I'm watching uh, a Cleveland game and and he's on the mound. I mean, typically Cleveland games aren't exactly my go-to because of uh, because of their strug- struggling offense. But whenever Bieber takes that mound, he's uh, he's just electric out there, and it, uh, it 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 still comes to surprise to me that he's. That he's priced higher than a guy like Garrett Cole, but if if anybody deserves it right now, it's uh, it's him. Him and maybe Trevor Bauer, who has also been absolutely fantastic yeah. this year. But talk to me a little bit about Garrett Cole. So the Yankees have had a little bit of a layoff again. I think this is the second time this season that a team that they were supposed to play against had COVID. The first time was with the Phillies, so they had a few games off there. This time was against the Mets. They had a few games off there. Talk to me. Do you think Garrett Cole, I mean, Garrett Cole, $200 savings to Shane Bieber facing an Atlanta offense that doesn't quite, I mean, not that they're bad, but they just don't have nearly as much pop. Not that's a, a bad thing. The twins just hit home runs like they're like walks at this point. Talk to me a little bit about how do you view Garrett Cole versus Shane Bieber in this, in these two matchups? Um, I, I definitely favor Garrett Cole in a situation like this. I mean, we're, we're going to have to monitor the news as we do with virtually any DFS sport, especially, uh, in, in the world that we're living in right now. But, um, if, if 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 we get no news that Garrett Cole is on any some sort of restriction for whatever reason, I I don't foresee him being on one. Given that I did, it's not like they had a month off or anything like that. So um, if if Garrett Cole is a full go, I, I definitely prefer him. Uh, Atlanta is getting Ronald Acuna Jr. back in the lineup, but again, um, outside of him, uh, Ozzy Albies, uh, Dami Swanson, and and of course, Freddie Freeman, that, that lineup doesn't really scare me all that much. And uh, going up against a guy like Garrett Cole is, uh, is, is a nightmare of a matchup, to say the least, uh, for this Braves team. So um, I'm, I'm definitely favoring Garrett Cole uh, over the two of them. Uh, Minnesota has unbelievable pop off the bat. And uh, you never know when, when, when a team's going to be able to get to a guy like Shane Bieber. I mean, it seems like every start that that will maybe never happen, but uh, it, it's bound to happen eventually. And on a slate like this where we don't have to pay uh, 12, 12.5 for Garrett Cole and he's actually sitting cheaper than, than Shane Bieber, to me it's uh, it's Cole over Bieber in a situation like this. 
And that makes sense. I mean, you get you get a little bit of a savings. You're facing a weaker lineup, albeit the Atlanta lineup is not bad. Let's just be very upfront and honest about that. It's just the Twins literally built their lineup around home runs. And, you know, every home run you give up, that's that's a run. And we don't want to see that. And that's unfortunate. Now, they will strike out. The Twins are good at that. But I think Garrett Cole, I, I agree with you. He's probably the play here. But again, hard to fade Shane Bieber with what he's been doing. So I don't think we're going to fault anybody at this point if they put a couple of Shane Bieber lineups together. And one other guy that I want to talk about, you want you uh, you mentioned it to me before we went live, Chris Paddock. Now, he hasn't had the best season. Uh, last year, he was absolutely fantastic, almost run NL Wookiee of the year. This year, he's definitely had a little bit of his struggles. But man, does this Seattle team come at the perfect time? Seattle's been absolutely terrible this year. They strike out at ungodly rates. They had a... I can't remember whoever the player was on Seattle, but he had the most, I think the top five most strikeouts in his first like 70 point yeah. appearance or some like ridiculous number. It feels like they have five guys like that. So how are you feeling about Chris Paddock priced all the way down at 7,800? I mean, I, we, we were talking about it before we got on here. And I, as you were talking, I, I kind of ended up cutting you off and I was like, wait a second, how is Chris Paddock only 7,800 on a slate like this in a matchup like this? To me, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, the main concern with him, uh, even as he was making his uh, his entrance into the league, was what does San Diego do with his arm? Do do they end up limiting him in some way? Do they do they kind of preserve it, similarity to what uh, the Dodgers did with another uh, starter, honestly, like this and Urias? And you end up uh, kind of wondering in a, in, in a situation like that, hey, am I am, am I pivoting? Am, am I locking him in and just hoping that he dominates in in uh, in his spot? But other than the time where he got torched by the Dodgers, and I mean, you can't really blame the guy who hasn't gotten torched by the Dodgers at, at, at least one point in their career. Um, he's touched uh, 90 pitches or at least somewhat close to that, maybe 87, 88 in, in every other start. So I'm very confident that Chris Paddock goes at least six innings here, uh, touching in between 85 and 95 pitches and racking up those strikeouts and looking for a very strong performance here. I love that. And we know how important those strikeouts are in MLB DFS. And that's why we love a little Garrett Cole, Chris Paddock. And again, if you go Shane Bieber, I don't think either of us are going to get too angry at you. So let's uh, let's move on to some of the stacks. So a couple of the fun ones that we were looking at. Let's start with our boy again, Sticks Picks. Hope you're feeling good, buddy, out there. Uh, <laughs> we have this White Sox team who has been absolutely mashing the ball recently, going up against a... Bad left-hander. Let's just be honest about that. So how do you feel about a White Sox stack here, considering, again, what they've been able to do these last few games? And just, I mean, Jose Abreu, I think he has, what, like six home runs in his last three games or some ridiculous yeah. shit like that. So talk to me a little bit about this lineup. Um, this is a it, this is pretty much as good as a matchup as it gets for a, uh, for a very heavy right-handed hitting lineup like the Chicago White Sox. I mean, uh, Stephen Bro is just, He's just not good. I mean, you you pretty much uh, you pretty much laid it out there for Thumbs us. I mean, he's yeah. What, what else can you say about a guy like that, right? He he's nothing. Uh, he, he's nothing special. He's he, he he might not even make it past the third or fourth inning in a start like this. And if they could get to that Pirates bullpen, I mean, all, all these guys are are very very attractive options on a slate like this. Especially again, like I said, with how many right-handed bats they have. I mean, they could get on base. They can absolutely slug some home runs and. Uh, they're they're not too expensive where they're they're touching that six k uh, plus price range, but uh, sitting in that forty five hundred to fifty five hundred range, this is a premier stock for uh, for our DFS lineups tomorrow. 
I love it, man. Yeah, it's uh, they're a little expensive, as you said, but you can definitely do some work again. If you're going coal, you're going paddock, you get a little bit of a savings with paddock. And there's definitely some very attractive options in here. Luis Robert, I mean, Moncada, you got to get Jose Abreu, especially with everything he's been able to do recently. A little Eloy Jimenez. Thankfully, he doesn't have to play the outfield too, too much. Um, <laughs> Tim Anderson's a little expensive. We might want to option off him a little bit. But as you can see, he's still up 30 30k or 3k left over per player you still have a couple spots to fill in and again these dudes are just absolutely mashing the ball it has been so much fun so another stack that we want to look at let's um let's go another team that has just been electric to watch shout out our good friend fernando tatis jr come on the pod talk to me a little bit about this san diego stack i mean we're interested in paddock as a pitcher but seattle doesn't have too much to throw out there against them these guys are even a little less expensive than that White Sox stack we were just looking at. Who do you who are you liking over here for San Diego? Unfortunately, uh, this the, this entire lineup has just been absolutely mashing the baseball. I mean, uh, they're they're hitting home runs at, at at some absurd rates right now in uh, in the somewhat still early uh, 2020 campaign. I guess we could call it. But yeah, uh, I mean, we're like 30 games <laughs> in now. We're halfway through the season. Yeah, I, I guess say that anymore. We're used to we're we're used to the 160 plus games, right. but. Uh, yeah, no, they're, they're 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 electric out there. I mean, this is a uh, this is a team that has a good mix between some electrifying youth bats like uh, like Fernando Tatis and uh, so some veteran presence like uh, like Eric Hosmer and stuff like that. So um, the, the this mid range is something that really attracts me. Uh, guys like Will Myers and and Cronenworth are are, are premier options to pay uh, to to pair with uh, your pay up pay up options like uh, Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis. I love it. And, you know, I just put five people in that spot. We still have 3,700, uh, over 3,700 a player remaining. There's a couple pay down spots that we can find a few dudes. You can get a very nice stack in here if you fade either Manny Machado or Fernando Tatis Jr. in that case. And, uh, you know, let's let's throw out Fernando Tatis. I know he's been absolutely incredible. But if you put Manny Machado in that slot, you have over 4K a player left for a catcher, a shortstop and an outfielder. I'm sure we could figure out some fun stuff to do there. So San Diego is a nice, as you said, a nice premier stack. You can get a lot of good players for pretty reasonable prices. Um, the, one of the last ones we're, we're obviously going to talk about the Dodgers and Yankees a little bit. We have to, it's just <laughs> kind of obligation at this point, but we want to give you some of the interesting ones that we're thinking about Matt Harvey. My former favorite player, Matt Harvey, is uh, going up against, he's now in Kansas City, now going up against the St. Louis Cardinals. Matt Harvey's bad, folks. Not sure if you guys <laughs> noticed, but Matt, Matt Harvey is very, very bad. So talk to me a little bit about this uh, St. Louis lineup and how you think they might fare against the, unfortunately, very, very bad Matt Harvey. Yeah, I know. Uh, we. I was actually on the phone with Jay just uh, just before we got on here. And, you know, we're, we're, we're talking strategy for... Uh, for this slate, of course, and he's telling me, you know, we want to make big moves tomorrow. You know, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna, we're we're gonna, who we're gonna pitch, who who are the stocks we're liking, and stuff like that. And then he makes a joke saying, "Oh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna pitch uh, Matt Harvey." And I'm like, "Hey, do you wanna do you wanna win a hundred thousand dollars, or do you wanna lose a hundred thousand dollars?" There we go. The guy, the guy just struggles out there. I mean, he's uh, he's not the same player he once was, uh, with no disrespect, of course. But um, the St. Louis lineup, with everything that they've been through this season. Um, I, I imagine their clubhouse is not exactly uh, fully attentive, probably not one that's 100% focused on the season right now. But in a premier matchup like this, I'm, I'm all for it, especially with the savings that they present us with. And I'm, I'm really looking at the middle of the lineup here. 
Paul Goldschmidt is uh, arguably the best bat in that lineup, and, and rightfully so. But again, at 4,700, I'd much rather turn to other options, like like the ones that we've already explored so far. I mean, even those White Sox that we were talking about, like, hey, they're, they're mostly around 45, 46, 4,700. So um, Paul Goldschmidt is, is an okay option in, in your St. Louis stock, but I'd much rather spend elsewhere. But I'm, I'm looking at the middle of their lineup here. Guys like Paul DeYoung, uh, Carpenter, um, if Colton Wong ends up starting or not, that's something that remains to be seen. But again, he would be a, another option. Uh, Fowler as well. And of course, a very highly touted prospect in uh, Dylan Carlson. Um, he struggled out of the gate. Uh, he's batting only 154 right now. But if there's ever a time for him to uh, kind of explode and, and, and get something right into, uh, into his first season here in the big leagues, it's got to be a matchup against Matt Harvey, right? It it ha- it does, man. And I loved Matt Harvey so much. But just looking back over here at this White Stock stack, you can easily fit Eloy. You can fit Jose Abreu. You can fit Grandal in there. And then over at second base, um, you know, we can pop in. Who do you think? Colton Wong, maybe? You know, will he? No, we can't. Yeah, look at that. Bang. $500 remaining. You can fit a nice Chicago White Sox St. Louis Cardinals stack in there for some fun and I think for a lot of money I don't think the Cardinals will be very highly owned uh, especially some of those dudes as you said Dylan Carlson highly touted prospect not doing great so far but obviously has the uh, you know you don't become a highly touted prospect by accident so a couple more uh, out of obligation for our friend Brian as we said before he is back (laughs) finally I missed all his articles Adam's been doing a great job don't get me wrong but I'm excited for Brian to come back so in this spot, Mookie Betts went from being eh, in those first 15 games of the year to I think hitting like now his OPS is like 1,200 at this point. And that's why a 30, 60 game season stupid in baseball. I'm going to watch everyone I can, but let's be honest, this is starting to get ridiculous. But a guy can go from being very meh to now being easily one of the best hitters in the league as he always was because there's so few games. Can you really pay 6,200 all the way up there for Mookie Betts? And same thing with Cody Bellinger. Yeah, he's been hitting solo home runs, but still not really doing much else. Uh, he's going one for four with a solo home run the last you know few nights. Is that worth that 5,700 price tag? I mean, it's tough. Uh, going up against Johnny Cueto, they, we, we, we'd be foolish not to at least consider them, especially in some large field tournaments and, and even cash games. Even if you can grab, let's say, one or two Dodger bats, not necessarily Mookie Betts or, or Cody Bellinger right at the top, but even if you're grabbing guys like like Jock Peterson or, or AJ Pollock, where they bat in, well, some, sometimes even Jock Peterson actually leads off uh, certain games or, or he's batting around that five or six spot, mm-hmm. right? So if you can get guys that are virtually in the heart of the lineup there on, on, on such a potent offense like that for, for that price, I'm all for it in, in cash games, uh, specifically those two guys that I had mentioned in Jock Peterson, AJ Pollock. Um, we don't really know if Kike Hernandez is going to get the start here, but um, if AJ Pollock and Jock Peterson are in that lineup, uh, you, you can fire them up with extreme confidence in, uh, in your cash game lineup sitting just above 4K. But with Mookie Betts and Cody Ballinger and Max Muncie and Corey Seager and these other pieces here being so expensive, it's going to be very tough to be able to fit um, a three-man stack, let alone a four- or five-man stack for your GPP tournaments, of course, unless you're dumpster diving into that pitching range, which is not my main strategy right now, at, at least at the time that, that, that we're on air as we speak. But um, I, I much prefer to solidify my points with a guy like Shane Bieber, Garrett Cole, pair him with a mid-tier option like Chris Paddock that should be priced like an elite pitcher and 
uh, and and focus on my stacks afterward, it, especially with a with a slate like this where we have so many good pitching options. I much rather focus on that first and then turn my attention to my stacks. So uh, teams like San Diego, teams like Chicago will probably take precedence over the Dodgers for me tomorrow. But uh, in, in in cash uh, again, if you could fit guys that they're 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 in the Dodgers lineup and you can at least get a piece of it, I'm all for it. Exactly. Again, it's obligation at this point. We do this for our good friend, Brian, and because we do like to win a lot of money. And we know, I think the Dodgers have the highest run differential by about 20 runs already this season. So we all know that they're very clearly doing something right. And another team that we have to look at again, kind of by obligation, we haven't had to the last few weeks or the last few nights, because as I said, they have been, they have been off and they're three most expensive players. We'll see with Aaron judge. As you told me before, it looks like he'll be coming off the IL, but judge Stanton, LeMahieu and Torres all on the IL. Uh, Gary Sanchez has been absolute ass this year, so it's not really worth a play there. (laughs) I mean, but Luke Voigt, man, this dude has been insanely hot, especially the last few nights. How do you like a little Yankee stack here? What are you thinking? I do like it. Um, considering uh, they're, they're in a good matchup, they had a couple a uh, couple days off here. They, they should be well-rested. And uh, it, it's not confirmed, but uh, the Yankees are planning to activate Aaron Judge off the, uh, off the DL tomorrow. So um, he should be uh, getting the green light ready to go back into that, uh, into that potent Yankees offense, of course. But Exactly. The guys that you had mentioned have extreme interest to me here uh, early on, considering that they're not priced up into that 5K range, which is uh, not necessarily where they should be. But there's definitely an argument to be made where they can be, uh, considering the potential of this Yankees offense on virtually any given night and and any given MLB slate. So um, the two main guys that I'm looking at here are Luke Voigt and Aaron Hicks. Uh, They've been consistent contributors and sitting at that uh, around that 4K price range again. You get two extremely valuable pieces and uh, and arguably the most potent offense in all of baseball. And then what a little little Mike Talkman too. I mean, just at a just uh, at a, yeah. come on, a little I'm, Mike Talkman. I'll, I'll I'll give you that one. I'm uh, I'm yeah in uh, in in some large field tournaments. Uh, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, again, you're you're gonna have to find your value uh, somewhere honestly like this, especially if you're if you're pitching a guy like Shane Bieber, or Garrett Cole, pairing him with Paddock or another mid-range target that uh, that me had we had mentioned so uh yeah you know what mike talkman uh, a guy like mike ford if he uh, if he's in the lineup obviously we're gonna have to see what their lineup looks like mm-hmm. considering they haven't played in a little bit but um if a guy like mike ford or uh, or talkman are are in that lineup i'm all for it they're uh, they're really cheap and they're likely gonna be batting uh, as close as they've ever been to the top of the order exactly it's it's uh i mean mike talkman's a great story if you guys don't know it um Definitely, definitely Google. It is pretty impressive. And Brian Cashman being on the other side of everything with the Yankees. Uh, it's so frustrating seeing how they can do what they do. And then we have Joanna Cespedes, the Mets, who then decides to just not tell the team and then opt out halfway through a game. So that's always fun, too. But that is our little preview for the MLB DFS slate for Tuesday, the 25th. Uh, in case anyone has any questions for you, Ghost, where do you think they can find you? At DFS underscore ghost over on Twitter. Uh, you guys can find uh, me on there a lot of times during the day. And then, of course, with our Win Daily family in our Discord chat, that I will be there all day. All day. Don't tell his boss that his other boss that. But don't <laughs> worry. His other boss might work here and is a part of that family too. You can find me at Michael Rizigo One. Again, us at Win Daily Sports. Make sure to follow Ghost. Make sure to go, if you're not already, go to windailysports.com backslash learn daily. You get all of our expert chat. You get all of our projections. You get our optimizer. You get all the articles. Some are free, but you get the rest of them. You need the rest of them occasionally. So those will be there. All of it free for three days. Nothing to worry about. Cancel if you don't like it and we're good to go. So go 
Shut up, Ghost Little B. He's got good stuff to say, as you've heard for the last 20, 30 minutes. So we appreciate the heck out of you. For everyone over here at Wind Daily Sports, I am Michael Raziel, and I hope you make it a very profitable evening. <laughs>